Hey, how you doing? I'm Daniel Ruiz-Tyson. It is the 19th of December, day 19 of Daniel Ruiz-Tyson's Advent Calendar. 24 daily podcasts to take you right up to Christmas as I look to see if it is possible for me to ever love Christmas again, like I did back in my younger days. Today, I went along to visit some sheltered housing accommodation off South Lambeth Road. If I'm lucky, I'll end my days in one of these schemes. Paying the price for not creating new life in my 30s. Someone that would grow up knowing that once the liver spots broke through and my appetite shrank, it would be their job to look after me. Love and ambition could wait. It was all about looking after their parents first. That was their priority. In the absence of children, this trip today was something of a recce for me. And I was pleasantly surprised by my visit to Castle House Sheltered Accommodation today. If you could tell me what happens here, Moira. Um, Well, on the whole, we all live independent lives. Uh, We each have our own flats. There are 28 flats here. We have a scheme manager who, we're really lucky, she actually lives on site with her family. These used to be called wardens. That's right. She's a scheme manager now. But... They are getting rid of them. They don't have many scheme managers anymore. Or if they do, they just come in for the day and they go. Whereas Mary lives here and she cares about the people that she looks after. And um, we do have a very good social life. How long have you been here? We've lived here for 12 years. My husband says it's the best thing we ever did. <laughs> We're yes. in the communal area right we now. Are. So yes. what, what happens on an average day in the communal area? Uh, this room's opened up when Mary comes on duty at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, people come in and out various times, uh, sit and wait while your washing's in, or you come and have a cup of coffee. We always have tea and coffee on hand to offer anybody who visits, and lots of people do visit. But we also do lots of activities in the day. On a Thursday morning, I run an exercise class, armchair exercises, I might add. We do exercises for the people who can't get about a bit, Um, We have a lady in a wheelchair, so she comes down and does what she can. We do bingo twice a week. We have a hairdresser who comes in uh, once a fortnight, does anybody's hair. And your husband's just uh, here watching us as we're doing this interview. He's got a fantastic head of hair, if you don't mind my saying so. He has, yes. He he shouldn't really have that head of hair. After a certain age. Not at his age. You've got a lovely uh, Christmas tree in the corner, some lovely decorations up. Yes. So you've been here 12 years, 12 Christmases. Yes. What's the average Christmas like here? Well, every year we get our decorations up about the 1st of December and we have a Christmas party with an entertainer and we have our party catered. So we have a sit-down meal for at least 30 people and we usually have a bit of dancing. Lovely, lovely party. My husband, you've mentioned, 
we've been married for 55 years this year in September and we had a most fantastic party here. Did it take you a while to get used to Christmas here when you first moved in? Um, Not really because we have a family but they live out of London, right? uh, most of them. So we have been to them for Christmas. We don't go so much now because their families are growing up, our grandchildren are getting older. I'm pleasantly surprised by what I found here. I mean, the Mm. theme of this show is, you know, the search for Christmas. And I think it's, you know, I feel like I've found it here. This feels Mm. very different to what I've encountered on on other episodes. Uh, Mm. I'm a bit concerned, a man of my age, I don't have any children, so I am worried about where I'm going to end up in the next 30 years. Christmas, I think, here is particularly nice because we cater for everybody. There's, we've had a carol service yesterday. The local pastor from the local Baptist church came in and we all sang carols and had, had a drink afterwards and something to eat. Last week, the local girl guides came and sang carols to us, for us. We all joined in. The last thing I want to ask you uh, in this show, I've been trying to re-engage with... Mm. Christmas. Uh, I've been recalling the Christmases of my childhood mm. just down the road from here, thinking yes. about the family that I had, the great Christmases they gave yes. me, looking at why I became disillusioned with Christmas and, and trying to mm. see how I can open up to Christmas again. You're a little older than me, Moira. Mm-hmm. Um, what <laughs> is what is the, to you, what is the true meaning of Christmas? It sounds trite and a little bit cliched, but it is a time for giving and, um, and loving, and it's the time when Jesus was born. I'm not particularly religious I, I was the drummer boy in 1978 at my school play. I did a good job. Well, there you are. And it's, I think if you grow up knowing that, it's a part of our... It's not just about rushing out and doing a load of shopping although we do do far too much and we eat too much and we drink too much. But it's a good time of year and it's a good time of year to keep in touch and um, keep in touch with the people who are still there and remember those that have gone. And the older you get, there's more of those (laughs) that you have to remember. That is very true. Yeah. And uh, lastly, on the overeating, obviously, you've got the armchair exercising <laughs> class. Yes. Uh, will you have to work a bit harder on the armchair exercises to shift that extra weight? Absolutely, yes. I think this today might have been that new Christmas memory I've been seeking out. When else would I have been likely to visit sheltered housing? When would I have thought of that? It was lovely in there. It really was. If I was given a choice of where to spend my final Christmases... And that was on the list. I could live with that. It looked Christmassy. It felt Christmassy. There was a there was a warmth there. That's not to say if I was a parent, I'd want my child to feel okay about me being in there. But I felt Christmas in there. It touched me.
Every day I open a door to my advent calendar. If you're listening to this on iTunes, then visit holdfastnetwork.com where you'll be able to see the pictures behind the doors each day. And behind today's door, something I mentioned on an earlier day, uh, a book, an annual rather, from the memorable unwrapped Christmas of 76. It is my Scorcher 1977 annual, the favourite of the hundreds of Christmas annuals I got as a kid. It is in superb condition, quite remarkable when you think I've only recently been reunited with it after it spent two years in a lockup in a damp garage. I'm flicking through it and I can smell the newsprint. I've always loved that smell. My problem with comics really started when they moved to the glossier paper. That really lost me. I wasn't interested. Uh, This Scorcher Annual is 140 pages. It's packed full of features, interviews. There are comic strips in this uh, Scorcher Annual. Uh, Nipper and Hotshot Hamish, two favourites of mine that would appear in Tiger and Roy the Rovers when I read those comics in the 80s. There's Bobby of the Blues. It's a two-part story, very Christmassy. Bobby Booth is the young star striker of First Division Giants Everpool. I love the way they made these names up. And they've reached the European Cup quarterfinals where they're playing against Giants into Torriano from Italy. The Everpool captain's injured and Ajax style. The manager asks the team to vote for a standing captain. And Bobby gets the armband. But my favourite one, the one I remember reading on several Christmas Eves as I savoured the night during my Golden Age Christmases, is Royals Rangers, managed by the handily named Ben Royal. There's a Christmas party and a sports writer has been invited along and the manager tells the journalist a story of how they discovered young star Barney Ball telling the story in the form of the traditional Christmas ghost story set on Christmas Eve where a young boy who's run away from home turns up in the snow at an earlier Rangers Christmas party. The boy ends up leading one of the Rangers players to a building where he locks him in the house so he can direct the manager to watch his older brother playing for a village team, future Rangers star defender Barney Ball. Barney Ball ends up playing for Rangers and he is sensational. That story captivated me as a five-year-old. I love this book, Scorcher. 1977. Let's do this again tomorrow. Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar is a Hold Fast Network production. Visit holdfastnetwork.com or download the show on iTunes. For more of Daniel's work, visit 1607westegg.wordpress.com and you can follow him on Twitter at 1607westegg.